Good morning everyone, it's episode 18 of The Williams Project and today we're talking about lateral thinking and reverse engineering. Welcome back to The Williams Project, you're here with Blair Chapel and Matthew Horncastle. Yeah, we're sorry we haven't um, been doing them weekly. We're trying to do a few videos just so you could... Um, we did one. Yeah, but we, we've got other videos in the process of happening because um, we want to sort of bring a bit more of our personal brand into it so you can see us, see how we look, see how we talk, see how we move. Um, but it turns out videos are really hard to make, hence why we haven't been able to produce one every week. Um, so I, I love this topic because this is this is really the... The key factor that separates good people from great people, like any person can arrive and do a job, um, but it takes the great people that truly go through the process of, right, what am I doing, what's the end result, how do I do it more efficiently, who else is involved, and really cover those key things to make sure they're make sure they're performing at a high level. Yeah, so to go on and talk about lateral thinking and reverse engineering, what lateral thinking is... It's actually looking at a problem and sort of stepping back from the problem and realizing that there's a whole lot of different ways to solve the problem. Yeah, and, and if you if you can't justify what you're doing and why you're doing it, you shouldn't be doing the job. I should be able to tell you anytime, hey, what are you doing? You go, oh, Matthew, I'm just assembling this table. I'm assembling it because it's going into the new boardroom and... I've been instructed to by the boss and I'm going to bring the glass top in first and then I'll assemble the base and then I'll put... You should always have a methodology for what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if you say, oh, uh, someone told me to put the table together, it's like, okay, why? Where's it going? How are you doing it? Like, There's so many more elements to an instruction than just the instruction. And then a good thing to get to that thinking, or lateral thinking, so to speak, is reverse engineering. So reverse engineering is literally looking or thinking about the finished product. So if you get, say, Matt's example of building a table, think of the table finished, and then slowly start to undo the steps in your head until you get back to where you started from. Well, e- even further, think of 10 people sitting around the table having a meeting then go back to where the table is, then go back to how the table... Like, you've, you've got to be so big picture to get the little things right. So like our first point is 99% of mistakes we see are from a lack or little lateral thinking or reverse engineering. Like, especially in construction, if all of a sudden you can't go on to the next step, it's because no one reverse engineered it and thought about what was happening next. Or who else is involved. They may have been thinking, I need to get this done, but they're not thinking, hey, a painter needs to come. Hey, Johnny, the electrician needs to come. They're not working through the whole process. And it's exactly the same. Not only a mistake, is so much inefficient work is done from people not understanding. And the thing is, it's not hard to think. You know what I mean? And the problem I have is thinking has nothing to do with your intelligence. Like some of the as far as school's concerned, stupidest, stupidest people I know would be the most practical at completing mechanical tasks because they can... Generally, a mechanical person, um, 
like the engineers, the people who work um, practically. practically, have higher lateral thinking than a um, academic person. It kind of goes on to, like, I think the problem is, is school damages this thinking. Like school never teaches us to think of a finished product and work backwards. Or think of more than one solution to a problem. That, school that's very the main much teaches problem. you, here's a question, I've got one answer. I don't really care about how you get to the answer, but this is what my textbook's expecting you to get. And if you ask me why you need to learn algebra, I'm just going to say it's because you need to and you don't walk around with a calculator in your pocket. <laughs> and it's on that note of even um, higher level schooling, not that I've done it, but I'm just assuming here, <laughs> A lecturer tells you his view on a topic and the person who can repeat his opinion as close as possible will receive the highest mark. It's now, even, well, well, you're right, because I've done the whole higher education thing. And it's ooh, even like... We have an academic in the room. Oh yeah, three years. <laughs> it's even like when you're learning economics at high school, which I'm sure many of you can relate to, you might do a topic on compound interest and they make it sound really technical and confusing you know, this is quite hard. But if all of a said, this is your end bank account of a million dollars and all it took was starting with $100 compounding 10 years ago, your brain all of a sudden is so much more active in that topic, it can relate to the topic and you sort of understand what the lecturer was trying to teach you and why they were trying to teach it to you because it's important. Yeah, and, and if you say the richest 1% of people understand and live and breathe the compounding effect of money i'm pretty sure that would get the attention of most fucking school kids hope so oh yeah it's and like the cake example it's like the cake example um so h- how do we make this practical for you and number th- one is if you've got problems in your life or like not even necessarily problems you've got day-to-day tasks that you need to do you need to realize that there's multiple ways to get to that solution. Yes, and also the difference between the real life and school is a school teacher wants you to give them the answer that they're comfortable with. Generally in life, this isn't right in all cases, but a boss or a leader or high people in companies love an employee presenting a more efficient solution to a problem like if i give a staff member an instruction and he replies with a more efficient way to do what i've told him to do i'm literally stoked pumped with energy and spend all day telling everyone around me how great that person is because i love people performing at a higher level than me because it means that my team is thinking we're onto it we're killing it and then step two of that is even if they're not thinking at a higher level if you go Why'd you, do, why'd you do this like that? If they can go, well, I thought about this, 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 and this, and this is why I did it like that, they're such a more valuable person than being like, oh, John told me to put the door handle on that way. Oh, I agree. If if you ever, if someone ever asks you why you're doing something, you say, because this is how I was taught, can you just slap yourself? Because that's so stupid. Like, you should always have an intelligent methodology behind why you're doing a task. And let... But even if you were taught right, make sure you yeah. do your check. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Make sure you were taught right, and then if someone says, hey, why are you doing it like that, you actually have an answer, instead of just giving this blank look. Yeah, and all good bosses will not get angry at you 
if you make a mistake but you can explain that you were trying to do it more efficiently and you just didn't see that mistake. Like one of our staff, um, he was doing his job and he had to pick up some materials to do the job for a client. And the client had an account at the same place where we were buying the materials. And he thought, shit, if I just put it on the client account, the client's account, that means that my boss won't need to get the invoice, pass it on, it'll be cheaper for the client, and I'll just get the job done real quick and everyone will be happy and that's the most efficient way for me to do my job. Now, in reality, the client's office lady didn't know what the invoice was, got all shitty and we had to process it and it caused a problem. But because his mindset was solid like he was trying to help he was trying to think outside the box he was trying to be efficient why would we get angry at him we brought him in and said hey look we really appreciate what you did we appreciate you thinking but this is why that didn't work and this is the way we would do it or make sure you at least don't do this and like let's say that cost the business some money which in this case it didn't but let's pretend it did it's like sending your your employee to get an education because how much has he learnt from that exercise? And it also takes a special kind of person, which is the reason for this podcast, to actually have that thinking. Yes. Because it's no use to have a whole lot of people around you that have just got the blinkers on doing what they're told because it's just it, song crushing. Oh, I agree. Imagine being surrounded by drones constantly. It'd be absolutely awful. Like You want people who are dynamic, thinking, questioning, going outside the box. Like obviously, you can't spend all day asking questions. But Why? It, well, because there's, there's a degree of you ask, you get the information, you make a decision, you get shit done. That's, why? I'm about to lean over this table and throttle you. Um, because you, you, wanna, you don't want to spend too much time talking because we're all about being efficient, getting shit done. But... You do have to, you can save so much time by just getting that methodology right before you complete a task. So to give you tangible things about how to start thinking laterally or reverse engineering, if you're given a task, firstly you go, who's this for? What's your example of tasks to run through these with? Well, should we just do the table example? Table? Yeah. All right. So say for example, someone says, hey, I need you to buy a table and build it for the boardroom. Okay, so Who's it for? Who's using this table? Who else is involved? Yeah. So you're sure, okay, what size is the room? Yeah. And What's you, my budget? Yeah, and you go, right, this is the boardroom, so it has to be a nice-looking table. I've got to make sure there's no scratches in it because this represents my company or my boss's company or my mother's company or whatever. And it's like, where's the table going to be placed? Who else is involved? Can I lift the table by myself? Do I need someone to help me lift it? Can I lift it by myself safely? Um, how can I do this more efficiently? It's like, well, okay, it might be quicker to build the table upside down and then flip it over. How can I do this better? Now, the difference between more efficiently and better, I always think of efficiently as relating to speed, not necessarily um, grammatically correct, but I think of efficiently as speed and I think better as quality. So you've got to make sure you have those two items. It's kind of like if, if you drive somewhere efficiently, you're taking the most direct route to get to your destination. But how can you do it better? You might drive in a nicer car. You might drive a bit more comfortably. Or you might actually like indicate for three seconds and all that road rule <laughs> shit. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> We're in Christchurch. But the main most important question is, Blair... Well, the most important question when you get given a task, you choose to do something in your life, you have to ask yourself, why are you doing this? 
Like if you're currently at university studying to be an accountant and you have to, you look yourself in the mirror and go, why am I doing this? And you can't explode with answers. It's probably a good indication that you may not, you shouldn't be doing yeah. what you're doing. And we're not saying quit university. That's not our point. But one thing I've always said, and I say this quite often, I don't think I've said it on the podcast though, but if I have, I can say it again. I feel like every single university student should have to write a business plan for their life. You should have to write down, okay, I've just finished school, <clears throat> I'm 18, I want to be an engineer because I like engineering and I know that when I'm a qualified engineer I'm going to make 60000 in my first year, 70000 in my fourth year and on year 10 I'll be on 150000 I'll be crushing it. And you should have to sit down, you should have to write, okay, to be an engineer I have to invest four years of my life and it's going to cost $100,000 and I'm then going to repay that at this percent and so that means after eight years I've got no debt and I'm earning 150000 a year and those dates probably all didn't line up but and that is why I'm going to university to be an engineer. The main, the if, main purpose is that there's different, like there's ways that the government could actually control people and help them think laterally and help them reverse engineer and the easiest one is all these people go through uni and go, oh, I can't get a job. Or, oh, I actually don't like studying psychology after three years and wasting $30,000. Imagine if before you got a student loan, it was treated just like when you get a loan for a business. There's a simple one-page form to fill out just with your details, what you want to do, what it's going to cost, why you want to do it, how you're going to repay it, what you do if you didn't do what you're looking at doing. And for all the people out there going... But I just want to do it. It's like, if you go work and save $30,000 and then go do your arts degree, that's cool. You know what I mean? If that's what you're passionate about and that's what you want to do, do it. But if you're borrowing money from the government, you should at least do the taxpayer the courtesy of having a business plan for why you're doing it, what you're going to do, and how you're going to return that money to the taxpayer. I can't call the bank and say, hey, I need 100 grand. They go, why? And I go, I'm making a, um, a butterfly sales um, package. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't know. I'm selling butterfly T-shirts. And they go, so you need 100 grand. I'm like, yeah, but I'm passionate about it. You no, shouldn't. I want to give you $170 a week as well for free. You can have that. Yeah, you're, you're pas- but I'm passionate about it, and you shouldn't question why I want to do something because it's my right to take your money and do what I want to do. Like that, oh God, it makes me wild. Like if you're studying something and you don't have a a plan, you're serious. Either stop and check yourself or quit because I'd nearly be as bold to say 80 to 90% of you won't quit anyway. You're just delaying the inevitable. It's probably not a a responsible message. What the message needs to be is something along the lines of like, how do we have a responsible message around university? Just have a plan. We can't say quit because that's not like don't get me wrong. If I feel if you have if you want to own a business, you shouldn't be at university. In my opinion, you should quit and go and start a business and go and sell something. Like even if you had a lemonade stand as a twenty-two-year-old man on the corner of the street, you will learn more about business than what university will teach you. Do you have a black van and candy? <laughs> We're supposed to be like mature grown-ups. I'd recommend a sausage sizzle over a lemonade stand, to be honest. Or garage sales. All of these discussions are good because all of them add value. All right, so how do we wrap it up? Just think. 
Just think. Just, just think until your brain hurts. What you're doing because you'll learn that no one does. If you see something yes, stupid, yeah, I agree. it's because, like, when you're growing up, this is, I'm sure most of you can relate to this. When you're growing up and you see a big truck in front of your parents' car that you're in the back of, you're like, God, that truck driver, he must be really intelligent. Like, shit, he must be a well groomed man driving that truck. He's not. Oh, no, not he's not. But there's a massive percentage of truck drivers that cause copious amounts of grief. There's a massive percentage that do a freakishly oh, good yeah, job. Massively good jobs. Like, it's not an easy job at all. But as in. There is a chance that man acts exactly the same as the children in your school the main thing is people are people yeah people are people and that's something you really don't learn until you become i guess senior management until you have responsibility um you realize how people are very very similar to how they were when you're at school and people's core values and core opinions don't really change throughout their life Unless they have a reason for them to change. Yeah. Yeah. So I, if, if you are someone who can really say, what am I doing it? Why am I doing it? No, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Who else is involved? How do I do it better? How do I do it faster? How do I make sure I'm the best? You will be successful. Like there is no situation where you can't ask yourself those questions 10 times a day give yourself intelligent answers and not be a successful, valuable person. On that note, that's us. Yeah, that was good. Um, right, we'll do some more of these. We'll get a bit more. We, what we want to do, we don't want to be motivational people. It's not what we're here for. What we want to do is we want to work in our business, work our balls off, learn lessons and pass them on. So hopefully if you're in the same position we are, starting a business or trying to get more from life, you can learn some of the lessons we have that have cost us money and time and hopefully do what we're doing or done faster and better. So we just want to keep it tangible, keep it real and keep it based on our mistakes. And our mistakes are, I've made a lot of mistakes from doing something because people have told me to do it. And I've made a lot of mistakes by doing something without asking myself those key questions about what, why, how. Or looking at the end goal. Because if you yep. looked at the end goal when you started, you wouldn't have started. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, add me on Facebook, Matthew Horncastle. Um, there's other social media as well, but Just Facebook's, Facebook's good. Facebook's Blair Chapel, good. Matthew Horncastle. Have a good week. See you guys. Be productive.